0: first whistle blow till the game is on the line this is stoppage time it's your boy greg and it's tyler and we're back again with another exciting conclusion to the round of eight tyler how are you doing
1: i'm great i'm uh, excited to talk about these games and uh, we will have a new champion this year
0: Absolutely. Uh, As we will get into the results, uh, upsets up and down this round of eight. What an exciting round of eight, except for one game. Honestly, we will get to that in in a few. But first off, let's start with Man City versus Borussia Dortmund, which ended two to one on aggregate four to Tyler. Tell us, us into this game. Let's know how it went down. For this whole
1: matchup, even even in leg two and leg
0: one, I think
1: Dortmund played Man City better than I was expecting them to. The, this was a great uh, matchup. Uh, and despite Man City advancing uh, four to two on the aggregate, I think Dortmund played really well, considering the fact that they had a coaching change midseason and they are just struggling in the Bundesliga. Uh, but I mean, Man City's well coached, they have Pep. Uh, they showed just how dangerous they are. We've mentioned their depth before, but they are just a very skilled team uh, on the pe- uh, on the pitch. Uh, there's there's no real weak link on this team, and uh, you know Dortmund went up early in this game, and it didn't really phase Man City at all. They came back and they won. They were cool, collected, and Phil
0: Foden just continues to be a a monster. Yeah, Phil Foden is, you know, since 2017, I think, or 2018, he's uh, has been growing in my heart as in terms of one of the players to watch for the future. He definitely has a, a skill set, but no, this game, you're absolutely right. Borussia Dortmund did come out attacking. Uh, Bellingham was fantastic in that game, but this came down to the coaching. Honestly, I think that this was more of a coaching. Um, win for them. Pep, as I had said last week, it has more experience in these types of situations and the younger team which was the Borussia Dortmund team came out firing at all cylinders but lost a lot of steam coming into the second half of the game. The first half was explosive on Man City's side but once they were able to absorb the punches, they came back with their counterattack and was able to score the two goals that sealed the deal. Um, putting Borussia Dortmund out of this competition, also taking out uh, the Germans in, in general, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Next up, we have Chelsea versus Porto. <laughs> this game ended uh, zero to one, Porto scoring the only goal for the game. Tyler, run us into this as the aggregate was two to one in favor of Chelsea. Let's go.
1: Sorry, I fell asleep while you were reading the title of the this next matchup. Gosh, uh, what a snooze fest. You know, la- last week we said Chelsea really didn't need to do much to advance, and uh, I didn't think that they were listening to us and that they would follow that to a... Uh... Oh, gosh, what a... I mean, Chelsea's through. Good for them. They've, they've got a... Uh a fun matchup which we can set up after this uh and later on in the show but i mean i I still don't understand why giroux isn't starting for this team Mm -hmm. and uh the the goal that porto did score was a was a great goal fantastic goal don't want to take anything away from porto but they neither team looked like they really wanted to be playing this game and it
0: showed yeah uh this, this was, this was one that, that really didn't catch my attention. Usually, you know, we watch the games because, you know, or at least the highlights we watch. we try to, to, to get the best analysis for you guys. Sorry for you guys. So that, you know, we, but this one was, was not a matchup that, that. Especially I particularly had to watch because it wasn't, you know, they play these games at the same time. So I saw another game live while this one was playing, just kind of back and forth on this. I'm not even going to take a swing as to why they're not playing Giroud, but they do have a FA Cup matchup today that um, I'm sure that they wanted to get ready for more on on this end. Chelsea, I can't even say that they played more defensive. It was just so lackluster in terms of their play, really below their grade of. Uh, of what Chelsea has shown so far especially in that last game but also a young team I'm seeing them run out of steam come the 60th minute um, of the game Uh, especially if they start hard this time they started soft and just got softer and Porto was not able to capitalize on that which is a shame because it would have been good to have an underdog in this uh in this race but so far No dice, and we see Porto heading back to Portugal. Next up, we have Los Blancos, Real Madrid versus Liverpool. This game ended 0-0, but quite an exciting second leg round uh, with the aggregate being in Real Madrid's favor, 3-1. We did see Real Madrid pull off quite a performance last week. Tyler, run us into this one. You
1: know, last week I, I ripped into Liverpool for, for being unprepared and just not really seeing, seeming focused on the game. But this week they really turned it around, honestly. They, uh, they looked great. Uh, they, they, they were honestly the better team at Anfield uh, this week. And despite the game ending 0-0, they were the better team. It's just a shame they couldn't find the, uh, the back of the net. However, also, you know, to, to play the other side, we also said Madrid really didn't have to do much to, to, you know, they just had to not let Liverpool score. So I don't know if they were playing, you know, with their foot half on the gas or, you know, what exactly they, they were doing to maybe not concede as many goals. It was a risky strategy if that was it. And uh, Liverpool almost made them pay a lot in this yeah. game a lot
0: <laughs> well uh just just to pull a little stats into this one there's 56 percent possession over the 44 percent percent from uh real madrid 15 shots in total with eight shots coming off target that this you know shows that that liverpool is really trying and struggling to get into um the semi-final position and knockout was black holes, But, I, I mean, like, my note for this is that it just seems that, that Real Madrid was born for this competition. I have not – for the year that they've had so far, um, they've, had, they've had good games coming up in the second half of the season, but for the year that they've had so far, have not had a loss, as a matter of fact, um, for the past – one loss in the past 15 games. They're looking good. They're looking good um, in La Liga. They're looking better in um, the Champions League, this is a team that seems that they know exactly how to get this championship. They've had 13, I believe, in the past before, or 17 if you want to include, um, before it was the UEFA Champions League. They've, they have a great record going into this and, and uh, nothing but success kind of follows them any time that they enter into the Champions League. So it's crazy to think after the, the showing that we've seen from them earlier on in the year um, that they've gotten this far, and they beat a very good Liverpool team um, to get here, so which has a very interesting matchup for them later on. Um, we'll get to that after we cover our last round of eight game, which will be Bayern Munich versus PSG. This game ended up 1-0. to zero. Uh, with the aggregate being uh, three all, in this one, Tyler, run us through the stats. So Bayern,
1: you know they they played well this game. Uh, just like they kind of uh, kicked into the gear in the second half of uh, the leg one game, they they really showed up to play. And first off, I mean I, I, that that being said, I don't know how Neymar didn't at least have a hat trick in this game. Mm-hmm but also i would give my mvp to neuer neuer made a lot of incredible saves in this game to keep Bayern in the running and uh, you know it 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 was a again fantastic game fantastic matchup we'll see a new champion this year psg is gonna have a chance to uh to write the ship from last year or, you know, to avenge their, their loss in the finals from last year. I don't think that they really need to write the ship. Uh, The ship seems, seems to be running pretty darn well, Mm -hmm. but uh, you know, one one of the things that I, I don't think is fair for for people to do in this game is, well, they didn't have Lewandowski. What if Lewandowski had played? The fact of the matter is the fact of the matter is he didn't, he wasn't there. Nothing like you can speculate all you want, but this this is the result. He didn't play. Bayern lost. PSG moves
0: on. Mm-hmm. And but one thing that I do have to say is that um, after Thomas Tuchel left and Mauricio came in, this PSG team's defense is astounding. You know they did lose this game per se, uh, one to nothing, but. They still looked amazing. They had 45% percent possession versus the 55% that Bayern Munich came in with. They had similar amount of goal-scoring opportunities on either side. Um, but PSG just looks great on both ends, which I think that they were missing for years gone by. Um, in their loss against uh, Bayern Munich, the defense was not on the level in which I saw it today and then Bayern Munich, you know, they they didn't have their closer and it showed. There were a lot of uh passes from Sane into the into the box and um that just went behind players. Multiple multiple opportunities. I, don't, I can't even pick up one out right now, but there were multiple opportunities where the the play just did not uh capitalize when it came to the top. And um you know but, uh, but that for me, that wasn't necessarily the
1: absence of of Lewandowski because Chupa Moding had, had, honestly, has played well. He's scored in both games, right? So you, you can't say that that position itself isn't producing for Bayern. You saw Muller You saw Mueller miss a bunch of shots. Alaba missed like three or four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kimmich missed missed a couple. Yeah, it, it's it's hard for me to point that. You know, it was necessarily Lewandowski.
0: No, I'm them. not. I'm not putting it all on Lewandowski, but he is their closer. He does give them a different kind of energy when he's leading at the front, and him and Moeller have a great relationship, great working relationship that we've seen in the past, where uh, either one of those players are in position to score and they usually make it happen. I, I am disappointed with uh, with Joshua Kimmich. Uh, playing uh, play this game that like he had a, f- a few shots that just trickled on to nor uh, to Navas, which didn't look good at all, especially for the young player. um So like, like, I'm not putting it all on Lewandowski. I would hate to, to leave that on him, but this was not the performance that we expected to see from the German giants. They look like German mice, as a matter of fact, um, didn't look too giant at all to PSG's dominance uh, over the two legs. But that being said, guys, round of eight is done. It's done, Tyler. We, there's no more. We're going into the semi final round that begins on April 27th and 28th. And then on in May, best month of the year, um, May 4th and 5th, um, where we will see. The matchups of PSG versus Man City and Real Madrid going up against the boys from London Chelsea so Tyler let's get some analytics going into these matchups
1: let's let's start with PSG Man City first off I I think all of these matchups are fantastic again I I I think we we talked about this before the round of eight. There's no, There was no bad semifinal matchup that we wouldn't be looking forward to, no matter how the dice ended up falling. Mm-hmm. And again, we have another finals match before the actual finals uh, with PSG, uh, Man City, a uh, matchup of two. I mean, they're all prestigious clubs, but two clubs right now at the top of their game uh, with Man City, I think, has only lost like once or twice since November or something like that. Uh, maybe it was December. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. But they, I think they've only lost once or twice uh, this year. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they're, they're both playing well. I think that this is going to be a physical game, a very, yeah. very physical game. Uh, I'm very interested to see, um, you know, Phil Foden attack this defense. Mm-hmm. I'm, but I'm also excited to see... Mbappe and Neymar and, you know, all of those guys uh, attack, you know, Stones and Ruben Diaz and Mm -hmm. that whole team at at every level. I feel like they're neck and neck from, from their, from their front to their back, all the way to their keepers. Both of their keepers are world-class. Their defenses are world-class. Their offenses are world-class. I I think we're going to, I, I just think it's going to be exciting. I, I think we're going to have some exciting 1-1 games where there's a lot of shots on goal. Uh, Ederson and Navas will have their work cut out for them, but we'll, the, this is going to be a battle, and it's going to be wonderful to
0: watch. And quite a battle will be. Mauricio versus Pep, coach versus coach. They've seen each other 18 times um, over the course of their careers. With Mauricio having the losing record, with only three wins against Pep, and Pep having ten wins against Mauricio. Now, when it when it comes down to Mauricio uh, versus Pep, he did have, uh, in my opinion, an inferior team. I'm sorry, Tyler. Um, the Tottenham teams that they that they had before, uh, when Mauricio was the the uh, the coach there or the the manager for the for that club was in no way, shape, or form ready for Pep's um, Manchester City team. However, this PSG team does look well-equipped to come in and do some damage. There, there is going to be a lot, like you said, it's going to be super physical. I think that they're probably even going to take this a little bit personally. If I know Pep, he's a very, uh, I wouldn't say eccentric, but he's, he's a very lively manager. And he doesn't let his feelings, uh, you know, he doesn't bottle his feelings. He lets his feelings show. Now on the record, in terms of the teams they have, um, PSG has not lost to Man City. In Well, that's not true. PSG has lost once to Man City in their, in their matchups. And that was in the quarterfinal back in 2016, um, one to nothing Man City being the winners. And um, before that, in the quarterfinals, they um, drew to uh, Man City, which Man City took the, the away goals and moved up in the competition. Um, this is going to be a tight, tight matchup between the two clubs. And Pep honestly has an, an all-star team right now, has players that could come off the bench and make a difference. He has players like Phil Foden who are emerging as, as superstars on his team and you know always been a big fan of kevin de bruyne he is going to make he's probably going to be the cornerstone to this team they need to be able to come back quick they're both two counter-attacking teams it's it's going to be it's probably going to be on aggregate one to nothing on on either side we just have to wait and find out next up tyler real madrid Los Blancos versus Chelsea. What's your analysis on this matchup?
1: More, more so with Chelsea. I'm very surprised that they have made it thus far with their style of play. I thought someone uh, by now would have capitalized on how slowly they start games and how uh, you know it, it's it's nothing against Tuchel, but the Chelsea just doesn't. Uh, they, they win games or they draw games. They, they you know, they, they, they are still doing well, but they, they don't have that fire that I want to mm-hmm. see from a team that has reached this point. And, you know, coming out of the group stage, I wasn't expecting Real Madrid to also be this far. Right. But they, but they have also found that power uh, and that fire uh, as the tournament has progressed and, you know, like, I, I don't think that they should sleep on Chelsea just like they didn't sleep on Liverpool. They jumped down mm-hmm. on Liverpool early, forced Liverpool to make mistakes. And believe me, Chelsea will make mistakes. Their, yeah. their, their back line is not that strong. And Real Madrid has the, uh, the physicality and the playmakers in Vinny jr. And Benzema to, to capitalize on mistakes they did it against liverpool Mm -hmm. and i honestly see Real getting through this and making the finals
0: yeah and i you know in our personal conversations um i also did say that real madrid will more than likely make it to the finals amazing stat for you guys here the last time real madrid and chelsea matched up was back in 1998 um, where chelsea beat los blancos in the finals zero to one well zero to one one to zero either way it goes um and that was in the i believe it was in the champions league but um i'll get that step i'll i'll clarify that step for you but the last time that they did match up was in a final back in 1998 where chelsea actually won funny thing in the past three matchups and the the time before that they they faced up against um they faced up against Chelsea, was back in 1971, um, also in the final where Chelsea beat them 2-1. So historical stats don't look good. Another stat for you guys that doesn't look good is that Zizou has never beaten this team before um, or hasn't beaten Thomas Tuchel. In the four matchups that they've had, uh, he's drawn four and lost one where Thomas Tuchel has beat him one and drawn four. So um, it's going to be tight. It's going to be an intense match, going into it, I actually do think that this Real Madrid team is probably going to have the edge on Chelsea this time. Um, and Zizou could finally strike in his, his first couple wins against uh, Thomas Tuchel. Very strong team we have here. We don't have Sergio Ramos yet, um, as he does have a muscle injury, and they don't have uh, Varane. Um, but he's expected to return on April 23rd, so at least he might be able to come back for the second um, for the second round. Uh, Lucas Vasquez is also out, um, but is expected to return. He's expected to return in June on June 30th, so he's not going to be there with a ruptured ligament. Um, but we've seen amazing performances from Asensio and Vinny Jr. Oh my goodness, Vinny Jr. has been playing out of his this uh this Champions League season and has been doing fantastic things for the team Los Blancos looks to me in a comfortable position to come away with this but if I know anything about Thomas Tuco who is quite resilient with this Chelsea team he just needs to have a little bit of a better strategy he cannot go into this game the way that they played against Porto and have any sort of success so that is that's my two cents on that I, I do see um Real Madrid just kind of running away with this and going to the finals. And if that happens, um the the finals, no matter who wins on the PSG side, it's gonna be an intense, I think, on on the other side. Whoever whoever wins that matchup, they're gonna win the whole thing. If PSG wins the against Man City, they'll win the whole thing. If Man City beats PSG, they'll win the whole thing. I think that whoever they go up against next is gonna be um softer than you know, any competition that they've had before. So barring injuries or anything like that, it's going to be a situation that they'll they come out, they'll come out winners in that regard.
1: I, I, I tend to, to agree with you on that. Uh, either way, these are two fantastic matchups with four fantastic teams as, you know, despite me kind of dragging Chelsea through the mud, they wouldn't have gotten here without, you know, some sort of skill, talent, well, you know, they're, they are well coached. That's why they win despite their, uh, their, their lack of, uh, I don't want to say excitement. And I've already said the word fire, so I don't know what else to to use to describe, describe what Chelsea has a lack of, but they, you know, they, for me, they're the team that really has to turn it around and impress if they want to make it to the finals. I think PSG and Man City have already done enough, and honestly so have Real Madrid. They they've all it not that nobody doesn't deserve to be here, but of the four teams, Chelsea to me is the odd man out. Yeah. In ter- in terms of what we've seen in the tournament and what we've seen in the
0: also in their domestic leagues. Absolutely. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with you on this one, Tyler. You know, we, we tend to agree a lot lately. I don't know if I like that. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, guys, we just can't wait. It's going to be a couple weeks away. Um, April 27th, April 28th is when we start back up with the action. I know that Tyler is going to be watching his Premier League games um, as per usual, trying to stay on top of that. Um, How how did Tottenham do yesterday?
1: They tied 2-2.
0: I, I saw i saw the i saw the beginning of the game and I saw them uh, in and then I was like i was worried for you i was worried for you Tyler yeah game lo- didn't
1: start game didn't start great
0: yeah i was i was worried for you on that one um but guys that's been another show of stoppage time we Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening and tuning in. I do have an actual whistle sound effect for you guys this time, so you're not gonna get my little meow, meow, meow sound effect. But we're gonna go, we're gonna go, Tyler. I gotta go. You gotta go. We hope you guys enjoy the show. And that has been your edition of Stoppage Time.